everybody, I'm Anne from Route 3 and now you are listening to an extremely interesting podcast and uh, you know our topic today is for people who love Kaggle Cult. Kaggle Cults, uh, I am here along with Anne today and my name is Connor and with us is also Andres Zafino, I am an international student from Italy. International student from Italy, Anne, aren't you international as well? Yeah, me too. Okay, got it. Where so, are you from, sorry? I'm from Vietnam. Yeah, you know Vietnam. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're from Italy. Italy. Yeah. Got it. So now, uh, now that we're talking about it. We're talking today about cargo cults and what exactly are they? Um. Yeah, cargo cults is a system of really based around expecting arrival of a stranger spirit in ship, bringing cargoes of food and other goods, originated from Malaysia, and uh, Malaysia? also yeah. That's when I started. Okay. Also, Kagokos share several characteristics, including my dream that combine indigenous and foreign elements, expectation of uh, assistance from a sensory, a charismatic leader, and finally, believe in the appearance of abundance of goods. So, cargo cults had this thing where they incorporated foreign elements into them as well? Yeah. Okay, got And it. when they started? Like, when did the cargo cults start? Um, they really started to kick up around the end of World War One in the 1920s. That's when they, they really started to build up yeah. to what they were. And then they flourished during World War Two. That's when they kicked off big time. But you can go, can go all the way back to as early as like the 1850s, I think. 1855, 6, somewhere around there was when like the very first documented cargo cults really started up with the arrival of these white people here colonizing these islands in Malaysia. Yeah. And now that we sort of know when they started, any idea how they really kicked off? Uh, actually, it's quite long to talk about. Um, first, Kagokan discussion typically begin with a series of movements that occur in the late 19th and early 20th century. And, um, you know, the Tikka movement, which began in Fiji in 1885 at the height of the colonial era plantation style economy, and uh, what I first record Karakunt. So they really started this buildup because of the dead economy that was in the Pacific at the, because the whole world was in a depression after the end of World War One. Yeah. Okay. And, however, the most well-known period of Karakunt activity among Belarusian Icelanders occurred during the, uh, the second, after the Second World War, and the largest were ever fed by technologically uh, advances nation were witnessed by small population of indigenous people and is often directly in front of their homes. And you know, the Japanese distribute goods and attempt to gain Melanesians' compliance by exploiting their belief. And so this was an exploitative situation where the native people were exploited by the Japanese beliefs that were yeah. introduced? Okay. Interesting. That's yeah. interesting. I know it was something planted by foreigners. Yeah, and by the way, the Allied force later arrived on the island. The massive amount of uh, military equipment and supply that both sides are dropped and, or you can say that, are airlifted to a strip. The drop on this island resulted in crusty chain to the Icelander lifestyle, and many whom had never seen outside before, and you know, clothing, medicine, candy food, tents, weapons, and other supply arrive in large quantities for the shoulder, 
who recently shared some of it with Icelanders who served as guild and host. So it was this introduction of new technologies? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense, because these people have never seen medicines and canned food before. A lot of people now like want to ask why, why these, these events started and yeah. So uh, a huge reason as to why these things really kicked up when they did was because of that technology that she just mentioned. This idea that medicine, this it, to them it was just magic. They've yeah. never seen this. They, it's hard for them to comprehend this sudden shift of this island lifestyle of relying on belief in their culture. And then suddenly there's all these new technologies introduced into the world. And they started to form these groups worshiping these imported goods. If you'd pray for medicine. You'd pray for, if you got sick, you prayed for medicine. If you were hungry, you prayed for food. And they'd come in on these cargoes, these planes. And something she mentioned was military. So I'm sort of, I want to know what sort of events. Yeah, there was like an event that caused them or was like something that was bringing during the time and like something natural, you know? It wasn't as just this natural thing that started up. It was a constant moving thing and with these militaries, yeah. with these planes and this introduction into them. Uh, it was slowly pushed forward more and more and more. And as she said, this was like foreign ideas that were introduced to them that started to fester. And that's what really started the cults up. So those are sort of the events that started. But now that we know what caused them, what were, what were the goals of these yeah, cults? Yeah, so it's, it's really interesting because the goal was, was, was really simple. The goal of the cargo cults was like, as also you said, imitating this behavior. With the, with the main goal of gaining material, like material gain. We talk about all the medicine, that if I need medicine, I want medicine, so I ask for medicine as well. And imitating the planes they saw, they wanted to attract them as well and bring it back so they could also have a better, better, yeah, better life, better things that helps their family, themselves, and etc. They didn't just want to imitate the, from what I've read, they didn't, yeah. they weren't just imitating that. That also transferred to their uh, beliefs and practices that they started up. Because the imitation didn't just stop there. If you look into their, their belief, a lot of it's uh, similar to the Bible in some ways, with this idea that their ancestors will come back in and this huge wave. I think this is like a really interesting point like of view, because it's like we can talk about both things and with the word in common that is imitating, yeah. as you said. So uh, well, one thing I wanted to ask you actually, uh, with this imitation, do you think that it was just the militaries that infected them? Or is this overlapping idea that their ancestors will return one day and bring with them the rise over these colonizers back into their place on these islands? Do you think they imitated just as much from these uh, missionaries or from these militaries? I don't know if you guys think like me, but in my opinion, it's both. Okay. It can be both. What What do you guys think about this this topic? I can see it being both. I know that the uh, U.S. in particular, they had a lot of uh, religious belief in their military at yeah. the time. Uh, and they'd build all these runways. Mm -hmm. And I can see it, but I, I think the missionaries had way more hold over them with the beliefs and these practices that they ensued. So uh, I want to ask also about the... What were the practices and, yeah. Oh, the practices in particular, uh, a lot of them was this idea of decorating landing strips and having specific blessed warehouses 
where it would just slowly move sacred cargo. And they'd actually do different rituals depending on what they wanted to get. And if certain things came in with one ritual, they'd, they'd classify it as something. So if you did a certain prey and you got medicine, they'd only use that when they wanted medicine. It's really unique how it slowly evolved and changed over the years. And with this evolution, um, I kind of want to know, who, who would join these cargo cults? Who would get into these things? So, uh, usually the people in the cargo cults, most of the time, were the natives that were colonized from the white colonialism, as, as, we, as we saw. But, yeah, this is the main thing that I saw and I, I could find in the research. And, um, but another thing that I want to uh, say is why this cult was really important for these people. This, this cult was like really, really important for some, for some of the population is because they were doing it because it exhibited like belief in the imminence of a new age of blessing. They wanted a better time. And like also you said before, it was like really important for, for them to ask for medicine or for whatever. And so when, when these natives who never saw technology and nothing about this, so all these all these new things like it was like God if gods themselves arrived. So you're saying that these uh, the natives were were struggling. This isn't like just a cult cult. This is a more like a support group that started up to, yeah. to help the, their suffering people. We can also have a belief. I think we can also show it like this, like as as you said it. What the support group yeah. idea? Do yeah, you agree? they're there to. Like try and see a light at the end of the tunnel yeah, for yeah. of suffering. I like yeah, I like that. Yeah, I never I never really thought about it like that. That's really cool. Um, so th these cults are super important, and I'm kind of curious where in the world they were because th obviously they weren't all around America. No, nope. they weren't in Europe at all, and they were mostly the Pacific. But where in the Pacific do you think these things were? Um, I think that they are from New Guinea and um, China Island. Well, as well. Do you know, do you guys know uh, oh, the, the all the places that they, they are living? Uh, yeah, um, I think there are a few in Fiji and maybe one in the Samoas because I know Tana is like locked in between both of those yeah. areas, yeah. the so Solomon Islands and the uh, Tana Islands. And of course we saw that only few islands had it because uh, where the American like, bases were in the past, we can see that people started to believe it. So were the Americans set up military yeah. strategic points is where they evolved? Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, so that's sort of where they set up. And now that we know that they set up, they still, they're not around today as much. Where, what happened to them? Um, actually, um, with access to, to move widespread education, the drug and culture with cargo cultists have largely dissipated in uh, 20... 19 and some small pockets of Karakon still exist in some isolated coastal area of Melanesia and some of them That's are some of typical of them are the John firm con on Ten Island. Uh, before we get into that, so you said that the reason that they really started to go away was because of this widespread education system? I, I, I heard some, some theory of them but I not really believe it would it. So it's sort of like your own belief or understanding as to why? Any theories into that? Or is yeah. it just sort of there? 
Yeah, my I I can't agree with 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 your theory, as like as you as you just said, and yeah, that slowly as people understood the world more. Yeah, and more yeah. So islands. they started to understand also, the if their belief in their opinion was right was could be true and whatever. So I think with 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 the passing of the years and they started to understand more and more about everything and they just stopped believing in this cult. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So you said that they're still around today. Um, what are the main cults that still exist? Do you have any of them? Uh, some of them are still active, like the Chonfirm count on Ten Iceland, and the Tom Navi count on Ten Iceland. Um, also, the Paleomorphin on Papua New Guinea, and etc. Yeah. Okay, so those are, you know, where they were. I think we only briefly talked about who was in them, but I heard that a lot of the Solomon people were in them. Yeah. So the Solomon people, aren't those people like far west of the the Tana Islands and not just Melanesia? Weren't they widespread? Yeah, yeah, but as I said, like all these natives uh, that were colonized, colonized from white colonies, like we fa- like people found them inside, and that were that was like the most. The most of the people that were inside the cargo cults. Oh, okay, so it was where the Americans set up in particular. Yeah, Do you yeah. have any theories as to why it was mostly the American areas that were uh, turned into these cults, or I, just speculation? I try to f- I try to think about it because it's it's really interesting to think why, um, where the Americans were were based, but not as as like we talk also in the past where the English were based. Why they didn't do it? So what do you think about it? Uh, I think it's the American military in particular becoming this huge superpower. If you remember yeah. at the world, end of World War II, there weren't many nations that could just go out and do colonization or continue to keep their powers in check. America was one of the very few who had a thriving economy and didn't need to have all this imported money from the end of the war because I'm pretty confident uh, the U.S. started to hand out uh loans to the uh, all the European countries out of fear of the Soviet Union taking over because I think that started up then too and that means that the only areas that really got money and imported goods in these airstrips was in the, the US bases so yeah. I think they were able to hand out things or at least have consistent plane rides and deliveries and fortification of these islands that must be the most reasonable like uh, theory about why was there and not in the other in other Places. Yeah, you know, uh, I think you briefly mentioned something about the the Japanese when they started up. Do you have any? No, I, I have no clue about. That? I have no clue about that. I think it was in how, but yeah. Are there any other reasons on how maybe they started up, or is it just this constant colonization idea that proceeded forward? Just okay. That works for me. Um. So you said it was the Solomons and um. I think we yeah we mentioned every point that was important for this topic. What I want to ask you to both of you guys, what is the, in your opinion, the most interesting fact on the cargo cults? For me, the most interesting part that came up was this relation to the Bible and this belief okay. and this overlap that a lot of them had with this imitation that they sort of brought up and before Anne gets to it I want to ask you the exact same question when during your research and understanding 
what was your most interesting fact that was brought up? I I agree with you. One of these things that for me is really interesting is that that I don't know how to explain I'll just explain like the the how religion was important for this cult and everything. But also why um some island had it and some island didn't have it. This is a this is a point that I try to figure out more and more, search my search everywhere, but and it's something that in my opinion is really interesting to know. And um Finally, like, what do you think about what what is, in your opinion, the most important and interesting uh, thing? I think the most interesting that um, this car, the the car can be, um, is it very very early, but they st- they still active until now. The, yeah. The fact that they're still active is interesting. Yeah. Do you? I have a question about that as well. Is, do you think that cargo cults of today are similar of the cargo cults of the early 18 and 1900s? Do you think that they're the same in a lot of ways, or do you think they're more different than they are the same? Uh, I think this will be a little different from uh, the past. So they're a little different? So you think they're still mostly the same ideas, or yeah. do you think they're more different? Yeah, it's almost the same, but I think it's still... Uh, a little different from the past. You agree or disagree with I that? I think is is a bit different. Yeah, different. Yeah. Just a bit. Because no, because in the past the belief of these cargo cults, in my opinion, was stronger than now. Maybe I'm wrong, but I see that in the past, yeah, was was a bit more stronger inside. Also inside every person in a community, and was more I don't know personal and and yeah, and nowadays. Uh, I don't really know if that if he's that strong like in the past. What what do you think? I'm gonna say they're a lot more different than yeah. they are the same because I think back then cargo cults were used to help uh, set up this belief, this disagreements with these people who are colonizing their land, uh, these gods who just showed up with this technology. I think that with evolution, they've slowly warped it into something different, and it's not just about the colonization. It's not just about getting imported goods or praying that a landing strip is going to bring you something. I think that they've evolved into something probably a bit worse because now people are educated a bit better. They understand how the world works. And if you're going to keep someone in a cult like that, or if you're going to keep a cult moving like that, you have to change the reasoning. They have to change their reasoning. So I think they're a bit probably more nefarious, but I could be wrong on that. We're good. It uh, was really interesting to talk about this topic. I really enjoyed this podcast. Yep, me too. What about you, Anne? Any final remarks you want to get in? Yeah. Thank you, guys, for spend, spending time today. Yeah. Of course. Got it. I'll see you, too, hopefully tomorrow, actually. Yes. So, bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>